Lord, we thank you this morning that we can gather. Uh, we pray that you would, uh, that your word would be spoken here this morning, that you would open up our uh, hearts and ears to hear something new. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, so this morning I was actually going to do the second part of Love God, Embrace Beauty, and Live Life to the Fullest. So uh, this week was going to be Embrace Beauty. But after yesterday, I was like, that's really not the right sermon for today. So in light of that, uh, I rewrote my sermon this morning. So you're getting one that's like hot off the press here, all right? So I'm going to read, so in the the bulletin, there's a a passage from Ecclesiastes. Don't read that. Never read Ecclesiastes. We're going to read Daniel 3, 8 through 18. And then I'm going to need your help in preaching this morning, okay? So I'm going to need your help. You'll know it when we get there. Daniel 3, 8 through 18. Accordingly, at this time, certain Chaldeans came forward and denounced the Jews. They said to King Nebuchadnezzar, O king, live forever. You, O king, have made a decree that everyone who hears the sound of the horn, pipe, lyre, trigon, harp, drum, and entire musical ensemble shall fall down and worship the golden statue. And whoever does not fall down and worship shall be thrown into the furnace of blazing fire. There are certain Jews whom you have appointed over the affairs of the prophets of Babylon, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. These pay no heed to you, O king. They do not serve your gods, and they do not worship the golden statue that you have set up. Then Nebuchadnezzar, in a furious rage, commanded that Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego be brought in. So they brought those men before the king, and Nebuchadnezzar said to them, is it true, O Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, that you do not serve my gods, and you do not worship the golden statue that I have set up? Now, if you are ready, when you hear the sound of the horn, pipe, lyre, trigon, harp, drum, an entire musical ensemble, to fall down and worship the statue that I have made, well and good. But if you do not worship, you shall immediately be thrown into the furnace of blazing fire. And who is the god that will deliver you out of my hands. <laughs> and Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego answered, O, Ke- o Nebuchadnezzar, we have no need to, prevent a, uh, to present a defense to you in this matter. If our God, whom we serve, is able to deliver us from the furnace of blazing fire, and out of your hand, O king, let him deliver us. But if not, be it known to you, O king, that we will not serve your gods, and we will not worship the golden statue that you have set up. So about 50 years ago, uh, Martin Luther King Jr. Uh, actually preached on this passage. And I'm gonna, the next thing I'm going to read is two little paragraphs. Um, and it's a portion from that sermon from Martin Luther King Jr. It's interesting. He says, if you forget anything I've said, I hope you won't forget this. It came to the point after saying, our God is able to deliver us from the burning fiery furnace, but... If he doesn't deliver us, we are still not going to bow. Quote, but if not. Do you get that? But if not. That these men are saying our faith is so deep and that what we found something so dear and so precious that nothing can turn us away from it. Our God is able to deliver us, but if not, this simply means, my friends, that the ultimate test of one's faith is his ability to say, but 
if not. I'll read that again. This simply means, my friends, that the ultimate test of one's faith is his ability to say, but if not. You see, there, there is what you might call an if faith, and there is what you might call a though faith. And the permanent faith, the lasting, powerful faith, is the though faith. Now, the if faith says, if all goes well, if life is hopeful, prosperous, and happy, if I don't have to go to jail, if I don't have to face the agonies and burdens of life, if I'm not ever called bad names because of taking a stand that I feel that I must take, if none of these things happen, then I'll have faith in God and it'll be all right. That's an if faith. You know, a lot of people have if faith. Jacob found himself in the dilemma once, and his faith was contingent on an if. He said, now if God will be with me, and if he will keep me in this way that I go, if God will give me bread to eat and remit to put, my, to put on, uh, that I come again to my father's house in peace, then the Lord will be my God. That's an if faith. Jacob hadn't quite got the essence of religion. But there is a though faith. And though faith says, though things go wrong, though evil is temporarily triumphant, though sickness comes and the cross looms, nevertheless, I'm going to believe anyway, I'm going to have faith anyway, though the waters thereof roar and be troubled, though the mountains shake with swelling thereof, the Lord of hosts is with us, the God of Jacob is our refuge. And old Job got to that point. He had a though faith. He looked out at everything that he had, that had been taken away from him. And even his wife said to him, Now you know what you ought to do, Job. Curse God and die. God has been unkind to you, and you should never have let God, uh, you, should, you should have let God know a long time ago that you would only follow him if he allowed you to stay rich, if he allowed your cattle to stay in place. You ought to curse him and die, Job, because he hasn't treated you right. But Job said, Honey, I'm sorry, but my faith is deeper than that. Though he slay me, yet I will trust him. My faith is a, though, is a though faith, and this is the essence of life and religion. The question is whether you have an if faith or a though faith. That was Martin Luther King Jr. Uh, so what Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego do in this passage is an act of civil disobedience, which is what uh, Martin Luther King Jr. points out in his sermon as well. It's a form of peaceful protest. They even stand there when they're brought before the king, and they say, we need no need to pre present a defense in front of you. They just stand there, and they say, God will deliver us. We have faith that God will deliver us, but if God doesn't deliver us, we, we don't really care. Our faith is so deep that we will remain right in front of you. We're not going to bow down at your idols. Martin Luther King Jr. says, these men were saying, I must be disobedient to a king in order to be obedient to the king. May God deliver us from our current injustice, but if not, we will never bow either. So in light of our current you know, cultural context, our current political climate, we too must refuse to bow at the king's idols. We must refuse to be absent from this conversation of racism, white nationalism, white religious terrorism. As the writer and Holocaust survivor Elie Wiesel famously said, we must take sides. Neutrality helps the oppressor. So may God deliver us, say it with me, but if not, 
we will not serve the king's idols. So this morning, it's imperative that we stand vocally, physically, and persistently as the weeks and months and years go on against racism, violence that, has been, that was on display yesterday, but it has been on display for a while now. Uh, and I'll simply call this the king's idols. We must not bow to evil displays of racism. We must not bow to white nationalism. This is anti-kingdom. This is anti-Christ. The expansive kingdom of God that Jesus spoke of and enacted with his life and his body blessed the poor, set the captive free, welcomed the stranger, healed the sick. Jesus welcomed all and loved all and invites us to follow him. But I think it's important right now to remember and be aware that many of the people who protested and marched with hate in their hearts and violence on their lips are in church this morning singing songs. This, dear friends, is not Christianity, but the religion of the king's idols. Made in his image and etched in gold, you, O king, have made a decree that everyone who hears the sound of the horn, pipe, lyre, trigon, harp, drum, and entire musical ensemble shall fall down and worship the golden statue. May God deliver us, but if not, as Christians, we will not bow to the idols of racism and hate. We will not bow to the idol of false religion that says some inherit God's kingdom and some don't. We do not bow to the idol of white nationalism. We do not bow to the idol of the king's economy. May God deliver us, say it with me, friends. But if not, we will not bow. We must answer the call in unity as Jesus' followers with a though kind of faith this morning. Though we, may, though we may be thrown into the fiery furnace, though we may upset some people by speaking about our nation's structural racism or our hidden prejudices, to be followers of Jesus, we must be followers of peaceful reconciliation, which this morning simply says we will not bow. So may God deliver us, but if not, Jesus' love and kingdom is one that loves the poor, the suffering, the disenfranchised, the immigrant, the victim of war. We must be people with such deep faith and deep conviction for justice, wholeness, and peace that we do not bow in the face of adversity but are strengthened by it. So may God deliver us from this hate, but if not, may God deliver us from the injustice of our political system that gerrymanders in order to ensure election victories for the wealthy. But if not, may God deliver us from the cruelty of a private prison system that profits off our sisters and brothers in bondage. But if not, may God deliver us from the racism that plagues our hearts and minds, media coverage, government. But if not, may God deliver us from the white nationalism that believes a person is more or less valuable based on the pigment of their skin. But if not, may God deliver us. But if not, we will not bow. Know this for certain, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego said to, the, uh, said to Nebuchadnezzar. They said it unified. They said. So we must be unified this morning in what we say. Your majesty, we will never serve your gods or worship the gold statue that you have set up. May we be uni as united as Meshach, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego this morning. May God deliver us, but if not, Heather Hayer, who was killed yesterday by um, the white terrorist, 
said, if you are not outraged, then you are not paying attention. May God deliver us, but if not, as Jesus prayed, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. But if not, we still will not serve the gods of systemic and institutional racism. We still will not serve the god of hate speech against our black brothers, sisters, friends, fathers, mothers. But if not, we still will not serve the gods of violence. We still not, will not serve the king's golden idols. May we have such strong and deep faith in the peace, justice, and righteousness of Christ that we will never serve anything but the God who speaks goodness and wholeness to us all. Let's pray. Vulnerable God, we thank you that you are enough, that you accept us just the way we are. So this morning, may you wash that acceptance over us that we can accept that we are accepted. And in that abundant grace, extend grace to all people, to all things. And in that love and deep, deep faith, may we be so rooted that we will never bow. You guys can stand to your feet as we sing this last song together. Oh, what a Savior Isn't he wonderful Sing hallelujah Christ is risen Bow down for him for he is Lord of all sing hallelujah Christ is Blood of Jesus.
summer Sundays. Uh, I, I hope that we all feel like unified and strengthened as we go from this place this morning. Uh, we don't really have anything going on uh, in the next couple weeks up until uh, we have our garden day in September and, and everybody's kind of going getting back to school and that sort of thing in the next couple of weeks. So um, if, uh, if I don't see you before school gets going and stuff, uh, let's, uh, let's close with our, our benediction this morning. As we approach this week, may we love God, embrace beauty, and live life to the fullest.